welcome to the Back Out Book Club podcast. I'm your host, Jenna, and this week we have another very exciting guest. So this week we are joined by a bookstagrammer who I am sure you all will know and who is also a new podcaster. I was so excited to have another podcaster come on this podcast because it's just guaranteed to be two gals who love talking. I mean, I always hope that people love to talk, but if you're a podcaster, you're going to want to talk. And so I was really excited that this guest agreed to join because they are the reason I have read so many books. For example, Throne of Glass was heavily influenced by them, as well as most of my TBR I know is because of this particular book, Instagrammer. So this week we have Taylor, who you will know as tks.library on Instagram. And I feel like you guys will love this episode. Taylor is just, she's like a warm hug. I feel like is the way to explain her. She's just such a kind person. And it was so fun getting to chat about books with her. I love when you meet people who have the same love for books as you do. You can just tell she's so passionate about what she reads. And I really, really admire that. So it was just such a joy being able to talk to her about books. In this week's episode, we go into what movie and TV adaptations are coming up and what we think about them, as well as where we think the Actar series is going. So it's a really great episode. I'm so glad you guys are here to listen to it. So let's just get right into this episode. Welcome Taylor to the podcast. I want to start off by saying thank you for coming on. I'm so excited to be here. I was so excited, especially like with the time difference. I always just like appreciate like everyone like figuring it out with me. Yeah, I'm glad that this worked out because I mean, this is like a perfect time. I'm just like a random Sunday. So I was just kind of chilling at home in my apartment. So this is perfect. I love that. Okay. So I first want to ask or say congrats on starting your podcast. I just listened oh, to the first you. episode and I loved it. Oh my gosh. That means so much to me. It definitely was like trials and tribulations, which I'm sure that you can relate to just with technology and everything, mm-hmm. but it feels so good. Just like have it done I was really nervous that like everyone has been like so kind and so nice and it's been really exciting so thank you yeah I feel like the book I say this like in every episode I feel like they record but the book community is like such a fun community yeah I I definitely agree I feel like people are just so like mutually supportive of one another like I and I feel like that's one of my favorite things is that like everyone just like wants to see everyone succeed just and I feel like everyone wants to have like similar conversations and stuff so I just feel like there's like space for everyone to succeed and I love how supportive everyone is it's it's great so yeah and especially like with book podcasts I feel like it's cool because you can actually get like more people's thoughts on everything because like reading is obviously a different experience for everyone that I love yeah. like hearing everyone's thoughts on books. No, I agree. And I, I feel like it's a really fun platform just in terms of being able to almost like ramble more naturally, just because mm-hmm. obviously when you're like posting on Instagram and stuff, like that is really fun. Um, but I feel a lot more almost filtered in a sense because I have so much opportunity to edit things or change things. Or even like, well, if I'm like recording a video or something on Instagram, I can always like just change it. And so I think it's been like really fun for me just in terms of like almost like getting like a little bit more unfiltered and just seeing like, okay, this is how I feel about this. And just like thinking on my toes and everything. So I think it's like a fun way to kind of like expand. Yeah. Talking about books and how you feel about books and all of that. So it's, it's really great. Totally. Yeah. So like, is that kind of what started your podcast is like, you just wanted to have like another platform just to talk about them? Yeah, I think so. So um, I'm doing it with one of my really good friends, Ayana, and she was one of, she's a bookstagrammer as well. And she was one of like my first friends that I made um, since I moved to California and we met through bookstagram. And so we've like both talked like a decent amount about like maybe wanting to do something beyond just bookstagram. Um, but like, I kind of tried to do like the YouTube thing, but I, I just didn't like love it in the way that I maybe thought that like I would, would have. And I felt like it was a little bit harder at least for me personally, to like kind of keep a conversation going with myself. And I felt like, like I was overthinking it almost. And so I think I always was like, well, if I were to do something a little bit more long form, I would really like to have kind of like a partner and like a co-host, someone to like bounce ideas off of. And so I kind of always had it in the back of my head, like, oh, maybe a podcast would be fun. 
And then, um, Ayana and I, yeah, we've had a lot of conversations about just like wanting to do something a little bit more long form. And it, we're both like very chatty people. And we like, whenever we hang out and stuff, we just like can't shut up about books. And I feel like that is such a, like such a fun thing about like being friends with people like regarding books is because you have so much in common and you have so many things that you can talk about. And so we were kind of like, well, if we like to talk so much and we can't shut up, like we might as well just like try and see like if like this would work. And I think there was like a little bit too where we were like, let's just like record and see if this feels natural in terms of like Mm -hmm. chemistry and stuff. And then it just went like a million times better than we could have ever expected. But yeah, Yeah. it's been a really fun experience. So that's kind of like how it, how it came up, but it was always something that was like almost in the back of my mind. And I've always also wanted like, I think more of an opportunity because yeah, I really like bookstagram and stuff, but I, I feel like I can't really show my personality like in the way that like I would like maybe like to. And so people like know me but then I'm also like oh I feel like there's so much of my personality that people are like almost like missing out on so I felt the same because like with bookstra it's like it's so much fun I love like creating content but like mm-hmm. you still have in the back of your mind like the aesthetics and things like that whereas like on a podcast you're like you just have to listen like there's no aesthetics to this podcast yeah exactly and it's just a lot like I was saying earlier it's just less filtered and I think um yeah, it's a lot less about aesthetics and I'm trying to think of how to phrase it. But like when I'm making like a post and stuff, there's yeah, there's so much opportunity for me if like I'm not happy with it, like to go back and edit it and stuff like that. And so yeah, I just really like how it's more like of an authentic way to talk about books. And it's also very hard, I think when I'm like writing reviews and stuff, I do I think feel like a little bit of pressure where I'm like, oh, I don't know who's gonna see this and all of this and like trying to like, you know, like appease like the general public and stuff. But it's like if you're listening to my podcast really you like kind of care about like what I have to say and stuff so I think I feel like a little bit more of liberty in that sense as well definitely and I feel like it's like for me personally like I like hearing people talk about books because then I'm more like inclined to read them like for example like powerless I saw you posting about it all the time so the more you posted about the more I felt like it was like the more you talked about it so on a podcast it's like you don't need those multiple posts like you could just you can hear someone's excitement through how they're speaking about it. Totally. And that's also like a really huge thing for me is that like, I, when I love like a book or something like that, like, I feel like I'm very aggressive about it. Like, I don't, I feel like I like either don't really care about books or I'm like, this is like my entire personality type of a thing. And so it is really fun. Cause I'm just such a, like a lover of certain books to like have like an opportunity to like almost like shout it from the rooftops being like oh my gosh I love this book like I'm not like a casual enjoyer of books like I either love it or I'm like I don't want to like ever think about it again so I'm the same I literally make it like my whole personality like if I'm in a series that I like that's all I'm talking about like that's like my personality I get offended if someone doesn't like it I'm like I can't talk to you about it I know it's all I can think about it's like it almost for a lot of like of my favorite series and stuff it feels like they almost become like your best friends type of a thing where it's like Mm -hmm. I feel like I could just like text them you know like being like hey how's it going like yeah I literally like I was just like was in that like Magnolia Parks era and Mm -hmm. Joe I would like voice note her so much because I'm like you get this like these are like our like these are our best friends like they're real people and it's really important to too. I. Oh my gosh, you're starting Throne of Glass. Yes. That's so exciting. Wait, where are? Did you, have you started yet? Have you started the first book, or where are you I right just, now? I just read the first one. I've been getting it through the library, and it's so annoying. So I have to put it on hold, and like everyone wants it, so I'm like patiently of waiting course, for the yeah. next one. Yeah. Wait, did you like the first one? I I, I, I had a very it. interesting. So, oh, you you loved it. Like the end, the beginning took me a while to get into. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, no, that's totally fair. I, I mean, I love Throne of Glass. It's like probably my favorite series, but I, when I first read it, well, Sarah J. Mass, I'm pretty sure, don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure she started writing it when she was like 16. And so like, she obviously is incredible. Like she's a prodigy type of a thing, but like her, just like her writing and everything improves so much as the series goes on, but it's a lot slower of a build compared to like Akatar, just because yeah. it's a lot more, yeah, it's more, a lot more of like a fantasy, like politically driven series versus like romance, but there's still like super good romance in Thorn Glass, like don't worry. <laughs> yeah. Cause I, I mean, like, I feel like she's setting it up that there will be romance, but like, it just took me a while to get into like, I think it is the writing, like just the vibe of it. 
so many times I was like, wait, who is that again? Like, where are we? Like, what's happening? But then at the end of the book, I was like, no, I'm going to love this series. Like, it's like, I can see where it's going. But also, I think people hype it up. I had that in my head that I would love it. Totally. Well, that was actually kind of similar to my experience where I, I didn't love the first two books of Throne of Glass in like in the ser- in like in the order that I read them in. So I usually read the emotional order and that's kind of like what I recommend. But I didn't love Throne of Glass or Crown of Midnight. I think actually upon first read, I didn't rate them super highly. But I was kind of similar to you in the sense that I was like, I'm going to love this series. And I just know I'm going to love it. And I'm going to stick through it, even if I'm feeling like this is a little bit slower. And I'm so glad that I did. Now, and I, I reread the series at the end of last year. And I genuinely love the first two books now, too. They're, like, pretty much five stars for me, even though, like, maybe they're not, like, perfect. But... They're just like they serve like a greater purpose in the end, if that makes sense. Where you're like, oh, I understand why this was this way. I understand the like foreshadowing that comes back around, all of that. But it is just a yeah, it's a slower build. But I, then I also think about you know like the first Avatar book and stuff like that. That's no one's favorite book, so I feel like no. sometimes like yeah, you just have to you have to go through it for the payoff. Yeah, I feel like especially with fantasy, there's just so much like world building that you're like. It's kind of hard to get into. Yeah. It is. Yeah. I feel like I've got, it's so interesting because I'm, I'm still like relatively new to being a fantasy reader, but it was really crazy because I was just reading um, House of Flame and Shadow, which is like the most recent Crescent City book that just came out last week. Mm-hmm. And I really, yeah, I mainly got into fantasy like last year. And so I'm still like, I would consider myself, I've read a lot of fantasy. I feel like for only being a one year-ish fantasy reader, but I still consider myself more of like on the baby end of the spectrum. But even then I texted one of my friends, my friend who convinced me to read Avatar. And I was like, it is crazy how much easier it is for me to comprehend fantasy now versus like when I was like a little baby trying to understand Avatar. Like it's almost like, it's like kind of like learning another language and it's like you become you become faster and faster and faster at like picking things up it's really interesting so it is and I'm I'm glad I have saved Throne of Glass like when I did like now that I'm reading it because I've read a couple fantasy books I'm like okay I kind of know like what I need to look for now totally yeah and I always this is like the advice that I literally give everyone in my life that's starting fantasy I'm always like if it's important enough, it will come back up. So it don't feel like a ton of pressure mm-hmm. to like understand every single tiny little detail because yeah, if it's important enough, especially for like an author like Sarah J. Mass or someone who's not right. I mean, I can't speak to like super, super high fantasy world or anything like that, but I know at least for like Sarah J. Mass and all of those people, it's like, if there's a plot point they want you to get, they're going to bring it back up and make sure it'd be like, yeah. hey, like, just so you know, this is this is an important piece of information. And so that's what I do, too, when I'm reading fantasy. If I'm, like, not 100% there, I'm like, I'm just going to keep going. And if I uh, – hopefully I understand it, like, in, like, a few chapters or whatever to come, so. I do the same thing. Same with, like, when they throw out, like, names of, like, a creature or something. I'm like, if that's important, I'm sure it will be named again. But – I'm just going to keep reading. I'm not going to read exactly. this. Exactly. Yeah. And if not, I'll ask one of my friends and be like, hey, I'm a little confused. Like, yeah. um, I am excited, though, because I've, I don't think it's – I didn't give myself a spoiler, but I kind of did. I did this with Akatar where I knew, like, Tamlin, like, what was going to happen with him. I didn't know how. Yeah. I feel like I've done the same thing with Dorian and Kale. That's how you say his name, right? Oh, Kale? interesting. Kale, yeah. yeah. Because I have looked up. I've, I feel I've like to... Oh, wait, wait, what did you look up? Well, like, I'll just, like, I'll go on, like, Instagram stories. I feel like if someone, like, if you don't want any spoilers for whoever's listening, maybe skip, like, a, a minute of this. But there are so many Kale haters. Just get off social media in general. Yeah, just oh, don't yeah. look. But, like... In not first, I though. Like, I am not a Kale hater. Okay, that makes me feel better because I really like him in the first book. Oh, I love him. I mean, you definitely go through it with him, like, and I feel like that's not even a spoiler because, like, you're saying there's so many Kale haters. Um, mm-hmm. but no, I genuinely I love him. I I, I feel like I can't go too far into this, but I mean, yeah. you've read Akatar through, right? Yeah. His journey to me feels 
very like very similar to Nesta's journey. So I can okay. see, but for me, I'm like, if you love Nesta, I don't think you can hate Kale because I feel like their journey is mm. so similar. The only difference is that Nesta's a girl, which I understand you want to forgive your girlies, um, which yeah. I love Nesta too, but. I just, I feel like they're both, like, they both have their flaws 100%, and I'm not going to yeah. sit here and be like, they're perfect, but they both, like, yeah, he goes on, like, you'll you'll see, but okay. no Kale haters here. I He's one of my favorite characters ever. Like, I just love him. Like, I love all, that I mean, makes, I love all of them, but. That makes me feel better, because I was reading it, and I was, like, looking back on Tamlin, I could see how he's a bit, you know, you can see the red flag. Yeah. But Kale, I'm like, there's nothing in this at the moment that I'm like, you're giving me red flags where like, I will not like you at all. So I exactly. was like, so yeah, and I agree. Yeah. And I even feel like for Tamlin, I never got to the point where I was like, oh, I absolutely like, I hate, I mean, I don't like him and I'm not one of those people who wants maybe like a redemption arc for him because I just, I don't care enough to the point mm-hmm. where I'm like, I don't really want at least for me, I don't want, like, a book dedicated to Tamlin's redemption arcs. Like, I just don't care. But, no. yeah, it takes a lot for me to be like, oh, this character is just terrible, you know? Yeah. I felt the same with Nesta, too, that, like, reading the series, people be like, oh, like, Nesta. And I was like, she's just misunderstood. Like, what do you mean? Like, she's just yeah. acting out because of reasons we don't know yet. I never hated her, too. Like, that's the thing is so many people are like, oh, like... It took me so long to, like, love her. And I'm, like, I genuinely, I mean, again, certainly she is not perfect. And I'm not going to sit here and defend every single thing that she's done. Absolutely not. But, yeah, at the same time, I don't think that anything that she's done is, like, that unredeemable. And there are things, I think that if you do read the series, that's part of why I don't like it when people are, like, oh, you should hate this character. You should hate this character. Because for me, I reread Akhtar, like, in October last year. And from the perspective of, like, I like Nesta and stuff. And there is goodness in Nesta before Silver Flames. It's just that people don't necessarily, like, want to, like, take the time to, like, recognize it and see it. Mm -hmm. Like, but there's definitely threads there. I'm like, she's not a bad person. She just has a lot of trauma. And she needs to go to therapy. So. Yeah. I felt like Nesta was, like, the most real. I was like, if I, like, when I've been in my worst, like, spots mentally, Mm -hmm. like, I haven't been the best person either. Like, I was probably, like. Yeah. pretty rude to some people when I was feeling the most depressed same absolutely and I think that I mean I could go on about this for forever but I think Nessa is a character that so many people feel seen with and I think that that's really the hard thing about how much Nesta hate there is because I'm not like I definitely don't think that everyone's going to relate to her journey and everyone's going to like understand her. But I think that the fact that so many people feel so seen in that character is a very beautiful thing. And I'm like, okay, maybe if you, if there's all these people that maybe, you know, that are like, Oh, I really relate to Nesta and stuff. And these are people that you like, maybe give Nesta a chance because these are people that like yeah. really resonate with this journey. And you don't think that they're bad people. It's just that, yeah, they did bad things and they, nobody's perfect. So. Yeah. I agree with that. And I also feel like, you're similar to me like this is what I'm getting is I almost like books that a lot of people will be like oh I found it like a bit toxic or I didn't like this character (laughs) but I'm like that's the most real ones to me like I connect most to those characters like a love letter to totally I got so many dms being like that was such a toxic relationship and I was like no it was so real like in so many ways that book cracks me up because I love that book I rated that book five stars and but it's one of those books that when people are like, oh, I hated it. I'm like, yeah, it's kind yeah. of fair. Like, I understand if you don't like it. But it it really is. It's, it's, and I think it's one of those things. And I, I think it's kind of similar also to like Magnolia Parks too, is people kind of go into the series or a love letter whisker or something like that. Like, oh, I hate miscommunication so much. And like, they hate this trope and stuff like that. But when it's done in the right way, it's like, you know, as humans and stuff, we really do miscommunicate a lot. That's not super like out of like left field or anything like that. Mm-hmm. It just maybe can feel like uncomfortable to like, actually see people in books acting in the way that people actually treat each other in real life often definitely I agree with that and I think it's like I get it people want to escape from this but like I get so excited when I'm like this is real because I I'm not like an instant love trope girl like I never resonate with it but people are but I'm like I want to see like the real deal here (laughs) go through it 
I just like angst. Like, I honestly think that there's like nothing better in ro- like romance or like love stories than like some angst. And I think mean, part mm-hmm. of that maybe is because it just feels like that, like the stakes are that much higher. But yeah, there's nothing wrong with like a little bit of angst. No, I like, I always joke, like, I kind of want to work for it. Like, I want to work for this romance. Like, I love yeah. at the point at the end where you're like, finally, like, just get together. Like, come on. That makes me happy. Yeah. Like slow burn. Yeah. Yeah. I need to read. Um, I know I'm actually going to read. I don't know if you've read any of her books, but Mariana Zapata is like known for being like the queen of slow burns. And so I'm going to read yes. my first book by her this month. And so I'm like, we'll see. We'll see how long my slow burn patience goes, because I've heard that there that's like to the nth degree. But I am yeah. very excited. So I, I'm the same way. I do really like to like work for the romance. And because, yeah, when you show your cards too early, I really do feel like I'm like, okay, we could just like kind of cut the book there. Like, you know, like what, yeah. what more is there to look for? Like, I don't know. So I actually read one of her books last year. I don't think I was in the right time. Like I went through a bit of like a smutty book phase in my life. And then I went and read one of, of her course, books. Yeah. Yeah. It was the right time. And looking back, I'm like, wow, I actually would really like it. But it was like the last 90%. You're getting something. And I was like, that was the slowest of slow burns. I should not have yeah. read it at that time. <laughs> but it was good. Totally. You were like, I just like need like a good time. You're like, I'm like, I'm ready, ready to get this party started. So yeah. no, that totally makes sense. I'm nervous because of that. Because I've heard that from people being like, oh my gosh, like the, the, the slow burn is slow. I feel like her books have like a cult following though. Because for the people that love her books, people are like, this is just so good. So I'm just excited to see if it like works for me, I think. Yeah, I think, I mean, I've only read the one. And to be honest, it was like a Which one did you read? Culty. Oh, Culty. Yeah. Yeah. People love Culty. (laughs) I like, to be honest, though, like, I did like it. But almost when the romance happened, there was like one little spicy scene. And I was like, I didn't need that, actually. Like, I kind of liked. Oh, interesting. And normally, again, I was like really big into smut at this time. And when I read it, I was like, I didn't need that. I just wanted them to be in love. Like, I didn't need that spice. Yeah. You know it, Interesting. Interesting. So maybe it just, like, threw your system for a loop, like, compared to, like, the other stuff you were reading at the time. You're like, yeah. what's, what, how do I even perceive this book right now? I, I do need to reread it, I think. I have books like that all the time. Like, I will be, I mean, sometimes books just aren't going to work for you, but there are mm-hmm. so many books that I've read that I'm like, oh, I really should give that another chance because, like, I was either feeling really slumpy when I was reading it or just, like, wasn't in the mood for that type of book. And I almost feel bad, like, rating it because, yeah, and again, I'm not, I'm not shy if something just, like, didn't work for me. Like, that's totally fine, too. But there's definitely books, yeah, where I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, I think I would really like this book. I just like, don't think I was in the right headspace for it. And so, yeah. yeah, there's like a few books that like I, I, yeah, want to get like second chances too. So, I was actually just saying this on an episode I recorded recently, where if I'm really excited about a book, I put it off for so long because I want to make oh, sure I'm in like that right headspace. Mm-hmm. And that's why Throne of Glass I took a long time to get to because I was like, I don't want to read it when I'm not ready because I want to love it totally. I actually, it's funny. I have one of my friends, like not one of my bookstagram friends, just like one of my friends that she like follows obviously all my book stuff and she knows how much I love Throne of Glass and stuff. And she has been like, she's like, she reads slower. I mean, she's just like a normal reader. Like I I feel bad saying slower because I feel like people who do like book content, like literally read at like such a faster pace, but she's like a slower reader. She really likes to like digest everything. She's like, I really want to read Thorn of Glass because I know you love it so much, but I also like don't want to read it. And then it takes me like at least a month to get through each of the books because it's such a long series. And she's like, I just want to be in the right headspace. And I'm like, you know, I support that because it's such a long series where if you feel like you're not making progress through it, like you're going to get discouraged just because it's so like you just see it and you're like, oh my gosh. But I have to say, like when you do finish, it is the most rewarding thing to like look at your shelf I read all of those pages it's just so rewarding I know it's actually funny you mentioned it too because I always like try to do like the like cheapest way possible to read like I try and save money so I was like I'm gonna get these on the library app and my boyfriend's like I know you're gonna start off and then you're gonna start buying them she'll be like well I need them in my collection now and I was like I will (laughs) but totally yes yeah (laughs) 
No, I need to be, I usually just do, I need to be better about using the library. I, I use my Libby app a lot though for um, audiobooks. So I do a lot of audiobooks mm-hmm. through the library. Um, but not so much like physical books. I can be a lot better about it. I just, I, you yeah. can kind of see my bookshelves in the back. I just love my shelves. So it's so hard. <laughs> well, I need to like, mine are so empty right now. Like we, cause I moved from Canada to Australia. So I had so many books that I had to leave. Yes. And at first I moved from like one side of Canada to the other. And when I did that, I like gave away a bunch of books and I'm so sad about it. Cause there is actually like a lot of books that I kept that I'd write like the date that I read it in. Like, or, cause I was like, oh, I want to remember the so date. So I, yeah. yeah. I was like, I can always like, if I had kids or if I don't have kids and I have a niece or nephew and I really like a book, I could be like, I read this when I was your age. Like I want you to read it. But then I just like decided I didn't need to keep them. And I'm like, I wish I did. And I wish I could have had like a bookshelf of like what I grew up reading, what I'm reading now and like see like little eras of books. I totally, I I feel like it's just so hard when you move around. Like I am Mm -hmm. terrified for when I have to move next. Like I'm not planning on moving anytime soon, but like, yeah, lots of books. And I don't think, I don't think I have it in me to part with most of them. Like you're yeah. brave for that because it would bring me to tears how I could handle it. Now, I think it's because back then, like I would go through phases of reading and I just, it was in a mo- like, moment where I was like, I can replace these. And now I'm like, no, I cannot replace any of these books. I hate even lending totally. them out to people. I'm like they're mine. <laughs> oh, same. I, I need to be better about it, honestly, because I have so many like reader friends in my life. And I'm like, I feel bad because I'm like, I literally have like an entire library of stuff that you could read, but then I'm just, I get so protective over them. Like, especially like my favorite books. I just, it's like, I have like almost like a shrine to them. And so it just like feels wrong. Like, I feel like I'm sending my kid off to school. Like, being like okay. Please take good care of it. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It, it terrifies me. So. Yeah. I'm. I'm a bit the same now. I, I have lent out a couple of books to one of my friends and I was just like, I think about them often. I'm like, I hope she's enjoying them. <laughs> I know. Oh my gosh. That also scares me too. And I, I mean, I definitely don't ever like if, if a book doesn't work for you and stuff that I recommended, like that's totally fine. But I just always don't want to like people to feel like they're wasting their time or anything like that. So if like I recommend them a book and they don't end up liking it, I'm like, sorry to have wasted you and I know that's not how that works like it's just so subjective and I never feel like bummed if someone recommends me a book and like but I always just feel bad because I don't want anyone to waste their time Um, yeah but do you also feel like it's your love language like when people come back and they're like I loved this book you recommended you're like this is that's the nicest thing you could say to me totally yes it makes me feel especially when it's like a book like that you specifically recommended for that person versus like oh like for example yeah it's like if they just know that I love the Thorn of Glass series and they love it too like obviously that makes me so happy and stuff but there's been examples like I've had like a friend where I recommended I was like I think you would really like the book The Seven Year Slip and she just loved it it made her cry and I was just like yes like I feel so accomplished it it just means a lot yeah because it almost feels like at least for like me I'm like it feels like I know the person like well mm-hmm. enough to where I'm like this book this piece of literature would like really resonate with you so yeah it's definitely yeah. like very but you it gets so nerve-wracking because you're like oh I just really hope you like it yeah it is and like kind of what we're saying it's like you get so connected to books where you're like if you don't like it I'm also nervous because it's like it's almost like a little piece of me like I don't want to know about it if you don't like it totally totally yeah and I try to be like I mean, you, I'm, I'm only human, so and I've, but I've tried to, like, get thicker skin about it just because I'm, like, I can't, like, I'm a very sensitive person, and so I feel like my feelings are just being hurt left and right if I take it too personally, but I just, I've, like, told myself, I'm, like, if it's, like, my Roman Empire books, like, my favorite, favorite books, I'm allowed to get my feelings hurt over it, but then if it's, like, any other book that I recommend that I've just really enjoyed or something like that. I have no right. So I've like kind of like let myself almost have like a list of ones that I'm like, okay, you're valid to be offended over these ones. All the other ones, you're just going to have to let it go. So yeah, I did the same. Actually, one of my friends, she read a love letter to whiskey and she was messaging me and she's like, I hate this. Like, I don't like it. They're so (laughs) toxic. And I was like, look, at this current moment, because I've just read it, I cannot accept any slander. (laughs) Totally. You're like, and like you later on, boundary. Like, yeah. Later, she's like, no, I did like it. I get, I get where you're coming from. And she's like, and I would have been the same because I was like, 
if you maybe give me a couple more months, I would probably accept some hate. But at this current moment, we we cannot hate on them. I love them. Totally. I've had, I've definitely had things like that with friends too. And I think it's honestly, it's a lot of people who, that I've noticed it with is people who like are more casual readers almost. I want to say they'll like text me and be like, oh, hey, I didn't like this or something like that. And I'm just like, ah, like, I don't really know what to say, but I kind of get where they're saying, where they're coming from, because I don't, I don't think that they necessarily like know, like how deeply these books affect me and stuff. And so I'm like, that's just partially on me that I'm like, I'm just like super emotionally attached to these fictional characters. And it's maybe a little bit too far, but there've been times where I have had to be like, I'm sorry, like that's a bummer, but kind of almost like set a boundary, kind of like you're saying, being like, I'm so sorry that like you didn't like this book or whatever. It is one of my favorite books and it like really, I think it always hurts the worst, at least for me when it's like a character I really resonated with and then I like see someone be like oh this character sucks like she's so selfish and I'm like oh like that's me but okay yeah exactly that's what it hurts the worst when it's like a character that you feel so connected to and you're like because you see yourself in certain characters and all of that and so Mm -hmm. yeah when you see someone be like oh I just can't stand people like this or whatever I'm like oh my gosh she she wouldn't like me kind of a thing so the exact same were you like that with tv shows and stuff too I I think so I I feel like I've really fallen off like since I've started reading so much like I've really fallen Mm -hmm. off of tv shows like I feel like I'm like the worst my friends are always like oh watch this tv show watch this tv show and I've almost gotten to the point where I'm kind of like, I'm so sorry, but I'm not going to watch your TV show because I just want to use that time to read. Um, yeah. But I definitely was like that. Like I like growing up and stuff. I loved like kind of like all of those like classic, like I love like Gossip Girl. I loved One Tree Hill, all of those types of shows, like Pretty Little Liars and all of that. And I did get like really attached to like certain characters like Blair Waldorf and stuff. I'm like, that's, that's my queen right there. She raised me. Literally. That's how I feel. Cause I'm, I don't really watch TV shows anymore. Like I'm a sucker for like reality TV and I'll watch it like once a week. Me too. Yeah. For some reason, I think, okay, this is what I have equated it to and why I only watch reality TV is because I'm reading a book more often than not that has like a full fleshed out narrative and world that I'm in. And so I just don't have it in my heart to like be engaging with another world and stuff but if I'm just like watching reality tv the stakes are so low it's not really like a narrative or anything like that so it's not crossing the same lines as my books I think that that's what I've kind of equated it to because I do the same thing I I just basically do um reality tv yeah because like you get your like other fix through books I'm like I don't need a I don't need that I just want like drama of the tv show I don't know exactly exactly no I'm the same exact way yeah and like my boyfriend he always tries to like start a new series with me and I'm like how about you put the tv series on and I'll like read beside you like I actually don't really care to like watch this right now yeah no totally it's just hard and I feel like with reading too a lot of the times you get like so much further into their brains almost for Mm -hmm. the characters and there's some like adaptations and stuff that I am just like so nervous for just because I'm like oh my gosh, like, you're so far into these characters' heads when you're actually, like, reading the book. And I'm like, how do you portray that on, like, a TV show? I don't understand. And, like, especially, like, just, like, even movies, TV shows, like, if it's different than how I had it in my head, I get, like, pretty passionate about how I don't like it. Totally. I know. That's why I'm, like, kind of actually hoping that the Akatar adaptation kind of gets canceled there hasn't been like a ton of movement on it but I just I'm like I just don't like how do you cast these characters you don't you really don't I've never seen a fan cast that like holds a candle as like how I would would envision them you know what I mean same and I also feel like just because they're like bat boys like I feel like you can do that so wrong like I don't want the magic oh my that gosh. I have in my brain taken away from me I feel the same way I I think that the closest that I could get is like maybe doing like um an animated thing like a like a really cool animation because then I feel like it would just be like arbitrary enough to where I feel like I could just like almost detach 
But if mm-hmm. you try to actually, even like their voices, I just, I don't know. I just, it yeah. feels wrong. It feels so wrong. And also I just think the world would be super hard to create correctly. I'm just, I don't know. They, they have their work cut it's, out for them. They're going to do it's that. It's just like too it, magical. And also, it is too magical. And it's just, yeah, it's too visual. And also, yeah, it's like you have like these freaking fans that are just crazy about it. That it's just that you're like, you're going to end up disappointing people, which is so sad. But it's like also yeah. true, you know? And I feel like the only like magical, like kind of fantasy world they've really done well is like Harry Potter. Yeah. But I think that's because it was like a more like a children, like adolescence book that like mm-hmm. it was a bit easier to bring to life in my brain. But for like an adult book where like we can think a bit more into things, I think that's harder to bring to life. I I totally agree. And I feel like even, I mean, I wasn't like a huge Harry Potter person, but I feel like Harry Potter almost feels more, because it was like a college and stuff, like not Mm -hmm. college, a school, yeah, kind of like the academia setting. I feel like that is almost more based in real in reality than like these like court system with like all like I just like there's nothing based in reality. I think that's the main yeah. thing where I'm like this just wouldn't work. I I genuinely think and I would be curious how you you would feel as you get further into Throne of Glass. I do. I've always said that Throne of Glass would have been the better series to adapt because I think Throne of Glass could be adapted similarly as to how they did like game of thrones it's like the yeah. world building and stuff like in visuals i didn't get super far into game of thrones but to where of like i can like visualize it in my head i'm like okay this actually feels like kind of comparable to how you could do it so if they casted Throne of glass correctly i do have some opinions i'm like please cast this person as this person but like i think yeah. that, that actually could be a lot better than actar would be so i I agree because even like when there was talks back in the day even like with fourth wing coming out I was like that would be easy because a dragon is a dragon and like a school is a school like it's kind of like if you ever read Divergent they were able to like show those areas too which are similar and I feel like yeah it's like the fantasy magical aspect isn't as like pronounced like in those books compared to Akatar. like Akatar is just like literally different worldly exactly and there's just little things like I'm not even like a Resand girly, but like Resand's voice. I'm like, how would you do that right? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, Farrah like, Darling's not said correctly. This whole series is done for me. Exactly, exactly. Yes, you get it. That that, but but honestly, like, in, yeah, finding someone who like looks like the right person and then also can speak like it, it's just impossible. So. Mm-hmm. But I honestly kind of feel like it's never going to see the light of day. I I mean, I don't know. Like, I have no authority to speak on it. But, like, given the fact that there's been, like, no movement on it, I don't know. I've lost lost a little bit of hope and faith in it. But, again, I'm, like, not mad about it. Because I'm like, maybe we should just keep this as it is. Let's focus on writing the next book. Yeah, that's what we need. I want to be like, Sarah, stop focusing on this TV show. I need the next book. Yeah, that's what your readers want. Like, like I need to see what happens. We're simple people. We just need the books. Like, especially Elaine has such a like big question mark on where her character is going. I need that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't feel like I need that, but I understand what you're saying. Like, I, but I do agree. She is a mystery completely. Well, I feel like it's just like for me. I like really theorized because Nesta, I'm like, I'm a sucker for like romance and who's going to be with who. You knew yeah. she was going to be with Cassian. Cassian, and now I'm yeah. like, mm-hmm. well, who's Asriel going to end up with? Because like, totally. I don't know if I want it to be Elaine. I don't know if that's like an, an unpopular opinion. So I need to see where she goes so I can get my closure for Asriel. I, I, I agree. I, so I feel like I personally really want Asriel with, Gwen but I also like don't necessarily think that they're going to be together I feel like that's more just what I want and so I am very curious as to like what she's going to do like I feel like I'm preparing myself for Elaine and Osriel to be together because I feel like I just like want to prepare my heart for like being disappointed but I'm mm-hmm. yeah I'm not like I, I I really don't know I really don't know but I also don't think that she has there's evidence I genuinely think that there's evidence for all of the different like ships and stuff I don't think that like anyone has it in the back so same I that's why I think I'm that's why I'm worried because I really I feel like Azrael's like he's never on my radar but I have like such a soft spot for him I'm like I just want the best for this man so like what's gonna happen to him 
No, I agree. I agree. I, I really like him. I just, it's interesting to me because there's a lot of people who love him so much, but I just think like, I don't know enough about him where I, I really love him and I love like his friendship with Nesta. I love his friendship with Resand and Cassian and all of that. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I just want to know more about you to where I can be like, oh, like, this is how I feel about you specifically, you know? Yeah. I think like once we do get to know him though, it's going to like open up because like, same with like Cassian I loved him in the first three books and then when we got him and Nesta I was like now I love him like yeah I know I agree and I I mean I always liked him and and everything but seeing like yeah getting more of like his POV which I love how in Silver Flames you really do get both of their POVs Mm-hmm. Um, and I know some people, it's like a jar, like very jarring to go from uh, the first person to third person, but I do really like it because I love being inside of like his head. And I feel like that's what made me, I mean, I'm like very much a casting girl. Like I love him so much. And so I feel like that's what really made me like so attached to him is like being able to kind of like see his perspective on things and see his perspective on the situation with Nesta and all of that. So I completely agree. I, I want to actually yeah. reread that book because I feel like, like I did really like it, but I was not in the headspace. I was just like trying to like, get through the series but yeah. now like looking back at it I'm like I need to reread it because I think my rating would be way higher I didn't rate it lowly at all I just think I'll be more obsessed with it that makes sense it, yeah I think that some people it, it is hard I think also if you're like really attached to Farah and Resand, like I feel like it is like because for me personally I felt like ready to move on I think not in like a negative way or anything but I was like okay I feel like I've got their love story I feel like I would love to see them as side characters moving forward, but like I feel like that all, all had kind of run its course for me. But not everyone feels like that, and so I think some people like they feel like they could stay with like Resand and Feyre for forever, and I think that that transition is like a little bit harder for people. Definitely, but I like appreciate yeah. that she knew to like end it there. Same with like Magnolia Park. Like, there's only going to be three Magnolia Magnolia Parks books, but more Daisy hates. It's good when an author is like, I need to end this here and just give them their happy Mm -hmm. ending or like whatever ending. And then like, let's move on to the next characters and like continue the story. But like, I don't, what else would happen with Farron Resand? Yeah, no, I, I agree. And I think that that's like a very hard thing just for all like naughty, like not with Akatar or Magnolia Parks or anything. Like it is very hard to know like when to stop a couple's journey especially for a couple that's so has such like a cult following behind mm-hmm. it because it's yeah you can kind of hold both things where it's like okay like I could read about these people who love these characters could read about these characters for forever like and I have I have couples like that where I'm like I could read just about their life nothing happening for forever for forever forever yeah. forever but at the same time like yeah you have all of these other characters and stuff that need like their time in the sun and so you really have to know when it's like okay like I need to step back from this main couple and there have been like yeah some series that I've seen done it super well be like okay this is the point in which like we need to cut this main couple off then there's other series that I'm like okay I feel like it's dragged on for way too long but I do feel like uh recent Vera it was the right point to like move on even though I know it was hard for some people and I totally understand why like if that was like my favorite book couple ever like I would feel the same way where I would be like oh my gosh I'm not ready to move on like yeah yeah I was like it's like I missed them but then got over it quickly so I was like they're happy you still still see them it's not like they're gone for forever so and I love when you get like characters coming back and like it's like you're like checking in on friends you're like okay good you're still fine you're still happy that is why I'm I'm such a sucker for an interconnected standalone series like because Mm -hmm. I like I love see like I'm like it's so fun because each book feels so different and each book feels like you're getting something fresh. So it's like, you don't kind of get that series fatigue, but then I just love, it's like you're checking in with your friends being like, and I love also seeing like when your favorite characters almost become side characters because it's fun to see them in like a different light almost. It's, ah, I love it so much. They're almost like always funnier, like in everything. Like I love a side character. So, like, you do see, like, that yeah. whole other side of someone. It's, like, they almost, like, let their hair down a bit more when they're a side character. Totally. Yes, it's, like, comedic relief. And then, like, I just, like, it brings so much joy to me. I'm, like, oh, my gosh, like, that's my bestie right there. And, like, I get so emotional, like, over, like, the like the little snippets that you see. It, like, means so much because you're, like, oh, my gosh, like, I hope you're doing okay. Yeah. And it's almost, like, the author, like, doing something for us readers. Like, it's, like, they totally. know that we need that. Yeah. 
Totally. Yeah. Um, yes. So did you like, have you become like a recent, like in the last few years reader? Have you kind of always been on and off with reading? So it's actually been in the last few years ish. I've been like reading a lot since like, I want to say 2021, um, <laughs> like end of 2020, 2021. But I feel like I do consider myself like my older sister growing up was always like the reader of the family. I read like a little bit. I read like Percy Jackson and like a few other like of those like, you know, OG series, but I didn't, I didn't consider myself a reader until really then. And so overall, like, I feel like this is like the first year. And even like when I started Bookstagram, like I, there were so many books and stuff that like, I was just completely unaware of. And I feel like I really even, I genuinely feel like I started my reading journey like last year. That's not true. Because I read for a couple years before that. But I feel like I started it in the sense that like, I feel like I have such like a broader understanding of like the good series because before I was kind of just like waiting in the dark trying to like figure out like what I should read and like taking recommendations from people that I would like honestly just like never take recommendations from now but I just didn't really know any better yeah <laughs> not in, like a bad way just like people that like yeah. just like random influencers that don't really read that much you know what I mean like the lifestyle influencers that like read like five books a year I would like take a book recommendation from them which I'm so glad yeah. that they're reading but like now I wouldn't like take their recommendations but yeah yeah so I would say pretty recent in the last few years like I'm definitely not like a lifelong reader by any stretch um mm -hmm. but I think like because I'm not like a lifelong reader I like really try to always like invite kind of everyone into reading because I think it can be intimidating when it's like one, you feel like you're trying to catch up constantly, or two, like, it's, I don't know, you almost feel like you don't belong, because so many people have already read so many things and everything. Yeah. I really try to make it, like, a very inclusive space, where it's, like, no matter where you're at in your reading journey, like, you still get to experience kind of the same joy, like, in, like, reading these books. Yeah, I agree with that. I love seeing, like, when you do, like, someone's, like, new to, like, getting back into reading, or just starting mm -hmm. reading. And they read a book and they're like, oh my God, I couldn't put it down. I'm like a proud mom. I'm like, I love that you found a book that did that for you. Cause that's the best feeling. Totally. Or like when you see them, like almost like reading like your favorite series or something for the first time, you're like, oh my gosh, you're getting to experience this for the first time. I'm so jealous of you right now. Like it's such a beautiful thing. Going back to like the lifestyle influencer. So it's funny because and I'm not saying this in a judgy way. I just think it's like such an era of reading. I'll see lifestyle influencers get into reading. And I always know they just got into it because they'll be like, I just picked up It Ends With Us. Or like, I just picked up Verity. And I'm like, that is how all of us start. We pick up a Colleen Hoover book. And then totally. you start reading. And it's just like no, you can tell I they just started. I love it. I'm the same exact way. It's actually really funny too, because I have like connected a lot of girls with a lot of girls in my area and they'd be like, Oh, like, like what are your hobbies or whatever like that? I'm like, Oh, I like to read. And they're like, Oh, like I like to read too. And I'm like, Oh, what do you like to read? And then they'll be like, Oh yeah. Like they'll just very much like the quintessential like book talk, like all of that. And with those books, I'm like, you know, they serve their purpose. So mm -hmm. absolutely no shame. Like it's like a canon event for so many people. Like, no shame but it's just it's so funny because I, I just know where they're at like yeah. immediately and I'm like okay cool like we both love reading maybe we're in different spots but awesome kind of a, yeah, yeah it's it's great. I I had um one girl reach out to me and she's like a lifestyle influencer and she asked me about like my kindle and she finally bought one I was like oh it's so exciting she's like yeah I'm gonna go on kindle unlimited get all these books and the first thing she posted about was things we never got over by Lucy score and I was like, that is such a, like, a good starting point. And I remember also starting there. And then it yeah. just, like, opens up to more books. But I feel like you have to start with the Colleen Hoover, Lucy Score books to, like, spark that, like, joy. Like, they're good, easy reads. I don't, like, pick yeah. them up anymore. But if I, I don't think if I picked, if I didn't pick up a Colleen Hoover book in, like, 2021, I don't think I would have gotten back into reading now. Totally. No, I, I agree. And I think that like, as readers and stuff, I think it's really easy to be like, oh, like, because you want 
the best reading experience for everyone, right? And so, like, when you see someone reading a book that's maybe, like, not as good or something, you're like, oh, but there's better out there. But it's, like, they're just getting geared up. And so it's, like, and that's what I usually try to do. Like, I have, it's almost like I have books that I would recommend to people based on how far they are into their reading journey. And so, like, there's, like, my, like, Roman Empire books are not books that I would be, like, if you're just getting into reading read these books because you're just not because that's what that's what's happened to me like on my reading journey like I love the Addicted Calloway Sister series like so much it's like my like other Roman Empire besides Throne of Glass but I started trying to read it when I just started reading and I was like what is this I hate this type of a thing and I DNF'd the first book and then Mm -hmm. I came back to it two years like two years later And I was like, oh my gosh, what is this? I love this book kind of a thing. And so like, yeah, it just really depends on like what I would recommend to you really depends on like where you're at in your reading journey. And then yeah, all of that where I always like recommend like very quick, fast paced romances when someone's like trying to get into reading where I'm like, this is just brainless, very like across the board, maybe not my all time favorite book, but like still a book that I really like and like can get behind. So Exactly. That's like one of my friends recently was like, I'm going on vacation. What should I read? And like, I instantly thought of like, it happened one summer by Tessa Bailey. I was like, such a good, easy read. Like if you want to read a book, you're going to get through that one. Exactly. Yeah. And that's sometimes that's all you need. And that's, it is, I think also the accomplishment of finishing a book really Mm -hmm. like helps people want to get into reading. And so yeah, choosing something that's like really easy to get through and fast paced, it almost gets you like hooked on that, like adrenaline rush that comes from like finishing a book. Yeah. I still, I honestly still pick them up. Like after like a really heavy book, I'm like, okay, give me my silly little romance book. I need that one now. Yeah. 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 I love a silly, silly little romance. I will never, I'll never say no. So but I feel like it just changes. Like, I feel like you go, you graduate from Colleen Hoover to like Tessa Bailey. And then you go to like, I don't even know who, but you just like keep going through the authors. Yeah. It's yeah. It's like a, it's like a tier list. And then, and then I feel like at like, once you like get like a little further, you can kind of figure out like what you like and what you don't like and make yeah. more informed decisions. And so. then you're like addicted to tropes and you're like, well, what trope do I feel like now? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, it's to look for and you know, like, oh, like, oh, I really like this trope. So I want to find more books to this trope and then all of that. Exactly. Um, I realize we're almost at the hour. So I want to ask you one more question before we get into yeah, like the rapid fire yeah. game. Okay. So my last question is, I, cause you like your book Instagram, I just like love all your posts. Like, even though you were saying like, you feel like people don't know you as well. I feel like you still put your personality out there so well. Like I was like, this is just a safe spot. I know it. Like as soon as I saw your page. And so what would you give as advice for anyone starting a bookstore or like just wanting to like make a community through it? Well, that's very sweet. Thank you. That's like my goal. So that, that means a lot to me that you say that I really like do aim to make it like a space where everyone feels like very accepted and just like, just like very fun welcoming environment so that means a lot to me um but I feel like in terms of like starting a bookstagram I genuinely think it's really important to like figure out kind of what you want to get out of it like when you're starting it whether that's like yeah to like make new friends to have a spot to where you can talk about books all of these types of things just kind of getting almost like your why statement down just because I feel like you can really get like lost in like the weeds of things because there's so many people and there's so many people's contents there's so many different styles of contents like there's such excess on bookstagram which is a really beautiful thing but it also can feel very overwhelming so kind of having like a vision for like what you want to do I think can like help kind of ground you but I think in terms of like making content and all of that I think that like one it's really good to like follow people that you feel inspired by and like please do not like take their content or anything like that. Like give credit where credit's due, but like really follow people that like creatively inspire you and look at their stuff and be like, okay, like how can I take this and like make it into something that feels like authentic to me and like allowing yourself to be inspired in that way. And then also I really just think not overthinking it too much. Like I, I've been on bookstagram for like a year. I just hit my year like a few weeks ago and the co- I genuinely like, well, when I started my bookstagram, I didn't even know bookstagram existed. I was like using it as like good reads. I was just like posting the cover of a book. and like just talking about like, and then I like obviously have changed so much, but I think people 
like it can feel really overwhelming when you're like wanting to start or something where you feel like you have to like have it all figured out but like you're never like siloed to like one style of content you're never siloed to like posting a certain way doing a certain thing so if you try something and it feels like it's not working for you like change it up and I think also like just constantly evolving your content like based kind of on like what feels true to you because I think that it does really shine through like and I, I mean, I did say earlier that I feel like I want people to know my personality more, but I think it's a lot more sustainable if you're making content that feels very authentic to you because it's kind of just like a extension of yourself versus like trying to be someone else or trying to do mm-hmm. something else. So like not being afraid. So yeah, I, I guess it's a little bit of a rambling answer, but I think looking at who you like really feel inspired by and then like kind of like reflecting on like how you can bring your own personality to the table and like contribute like a a similar thing to bookstagram but it's just it's like don't overthink it and like I think people are so like you were saying people are so kind and so supportive and like there's always someone who wants to be a friend and so Mm -hmm. like finding like those people that you feel like you can talk to about books it really reminds you why you love it so much because you're like oh these people really get books in the same way that I do so yeah finding your people and just like starting it I think that that is like the like the first step and just trying new things and like not being afraid to adapt or switch things up so I think that's really good advice especially because I feel like people like are scared to start it but at the same time like it's supposed to be fun like Mm -hmm. it's just it's just a place to talk about books with other people and like you can make such amazing friends through book instagram like I always get sad that we don't all live closer totally the best people yeah you just get me yeah (laughs) and then like I just love like the random conversations you get in with people like just I went from like just meeting like say Joe, for example, on Instagram to us, like voice noting for like an hour about Magnolia parks. Like you just like find people that you can have these conversations with. Whereas like you might not find that like in your day-to-day life, like they might've not been reading the same book or have the same thoughts. So it's just really cool. Yeah. I I couldn't agree more. It's a very beautiful thing. And it makes you feel like very seen because you're like, oh my gosh, these people share the same love for like these things as I do. And it's like a very, it's a very beautiful thing. So it really is. And like, I feel like no one who's like a genuine book community or is like they they're not we're not judgy people. No, not at all. Yeah. Like if I see yeah. a hate comment on anyone's things, I'm like that that person was not a book person. Totally, totally. Yeah. No, it's like you're not in it you're not here for like the right reasons and yeah, yeah. I totally couldn't agree more. Wait, do you trying, annotate yeah. your books? You do, don't I... you? It depends. I sometimes do. Um, but I, I've been a little bit out of it just because it does take time and like I do work mm-hmm. a full time job and like, you know, I try to like prioritize and yeah. stuff and I but actually I wanna get back more into annotating. Um yeah. but I'm not like one of like the super aesthetic annotating girlies. Like I, I hats off to you. It's more just like I tap stuff and underline stuff. Like it's more like a for me thing because it's just not yeah. the cutest. But yeah, I do like it. So Yeah, I'm see like for me, I'm nervous because I feel like if I were to make a mistake writing one of them, I'm going to be yeah. like devastated about it. So I tab sometimes, but like writing, I'm like, what if I mess this whole book up with yeah. my one little mistake? Totally. No, I totally hear you. Which is, yeah. I make mistakes when I annotate all the time. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can't like think about it. Like no one's reading it except for me, but like, I'm just like a little perfectionist. Like if my line wasn't straight enough, I'd be like, what did I do? Yeah, totally. Like the whole yeah. book is ruined. I need to go buy a new copy. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so I have a rapid fire game. Yeah. Basically, I'll ask you a question. Whatever comes to mind first. Also, if it's not rapid fire, I do not judge because I cannot answer things rapid fire. I'll do my best. Okay, perfect. I'll do my best. Okay, so first one, we'll start off fairly easy. What is your favorite trope? Rivals to lovers. I love that one. What do you think the book of 2024 will be? Okay, I'm going to go with my book of 2024 that I want. I'm manifesting it's going to be the book of 2024. And it's The X-Files by Jessica Joyce. It comes out on July 16th. It's like my new Roman Empire. I love it so much. So second chance. I'm really hoping it's the book of 2024. I need to read that because I love second chance. It's so good. So, so good. So, okay. Next one was, do you have a favorite book? If you can't think of one, what was your favorite book of 2023? 
Okay, I'm gonna go. Oh my gosh, it's so hard. I think my favorite book is probably. I don't know if I. It's hard, so hard to choose because I'm like, oh, like, do I want to choose one of my favorite series? I'm gonna go Reckless by Elsie Silver or Queen of Shadows in the Throne of Glass series. So I'll give you a romance yeah. answer and then a fantasy answer. So I love like the whole Chestnut Springs series. So I yeah. Reckless is like, oh my gosh, like it's my it's my yeah. name. So I so I actually um lived in Banff, which is like near where Chestnut Springs oh. is set. Oh my so gosh. when I read it, I'm like, I feel like I'm back at home. Like I so love you a good know, You know them all, they're all your friends. To be honest, like in that area, there is so many cowboys, so it's actually like so legit. Oh my gosh, that's incredible! <laughs> I love that. Yeah, every time I read it, I'm like, this is actually pretty accurate, and that's what I love about that's it. Amazing. Yeah. Um, do you have a favorite SJM character? Yes, Aelin Galathinius from Throne of Glass. She's kind of later on but she is incredible she's actually my favorite fictional character of all time so Alien oh for sure okay I'm excited about yes. that actually yes. I did give myself a spoiler with her as well okay. but I'm not going to bring it up here but yeah. I'll okay. about it after. fair enough yeah um then do you like spice or no spice I'll say spice yeah I agree with that when done correctly now I'm not my smutty exactly. self that, anymore but that's how I feel I, I feel it's important I, I, I feel like when it's done well I I, I love it and I, I prefer it with but I just like don't like it to be like overpowering to other stuff but absolutely yes like you need it at the right times exactly yeah um what's your favorite re- way to read like kindle physical audio Absolutely, Kindle. I love my Kindle so much. Like I have separation anxiety from my Kindle. So I'm, I'm the same. I like. I don't know if you're the same, but like when I'm working, it's like I work at my desk. I, it'll be like yeah. beside me, just in case. Just that's yeah, yeah, Just I just bring it everywhere with me, like in my purse, just in case. Like I have three seconds to read. Like we're ready to go. Yeah, it's it's with it at all times. I feel like Kindles mm-hmm. and like Kindle girls. We just are obsessed with it. I love it. Totally. Yeah. Now, once you become a Kindle girl, it's like really hard to go back. Yeah. Is there a book that you want to reread because you might have like DNF'd it or not given it a good rating at the time? Yes. So it's actually one that I want to reread this month. It's Out Out on a Limb by Hannah Bonham Young. I was just so slumpy and I know it's so many people's like favorite romance and so I was so slumpy when I read it the first time that I feel like it just like did not give it a fair chance and so and I, it's like one of those books that I couldn't even recall like what happened in it because I was just so slumpy when I read it so I'm mm-hmm. actually planning on rereading that this month so because yeah. especially too like when you see people that you're like we normally like the same books like how did I not like that you're like I have to reread exactly it. yeah totally, totally right book wrong time exactly there's so many of them I like get like I'm like pretty passionate about people giving bad reviews I'm really bad at rating books because I don't like giving anything under three stars so I'm just like it was a me problem not the author problem totally no I know that's how I am I'm like I want to give like every chance I possibly can to enjoy it like I really do (laughs) but sometimes it just doesn't work my next question is do you give out five stars easily I would say no yeah I would say I'm not like impossible to please, but like I think that like my five star definitely means something to me. Yeah, definitely. And I think I know the question to this, the answer to this last question, but are there is there an author that if they write it, you will read it? Yes, I would say Sarah J. Mass and Emily Henry are like the two that like. I mean, I've read their entire like catalog and stuff. Where it's mm-hmm. yeah, I will read their grocery list. Anything that they, anything they ask me to, I'm, I'm yeah. There, so I, I had a feeling it was Sarah J. Mass, and I kind of thought it was Emily Henry too. I'm just mm-hmm. starting my Emily Henry journey, so you'll get a lot of DMs uh, from me about. It. Oh my gosh, that's incredible! I'm actually rereading Happy Place right now, so that that's incredible. So I love her book that's so a- much. She, that's when I was going to read next because I have that like okay. a physical copy of it. Second chance. And I know you said that you like check a second chance. So, mm-hmm. okay, maybe I'll read that one. But then like, I always warn people like your DMs are going to be flooded with me. 
<laughs> hey, welcome. I welcome all. So <laughs> perfect. And my last, like, I guess, question is where can people find you? Podcast, Instagram, all of that fun stuff. Yes. So you can follow me on my bookstagram, which is at TK's library, TK's dot library. And then you can find me also on the friends and lovers pod um, at friends and lovers pod on Instagram and hear from me there. So Instagram girly over here, but yeah, I'd love to see you over there. Well, thank you so much. I had so much fun talking with you and I just appreciate you like taking the time. Of course. No, this was so, this was so fun. So fun to chat and everything. So I really, I really had a fun time. So thank you for having me. Thanks again. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Bad Gals Book Club, the podcast. And thank you so much to Taylor for joining me as a guest. I had such a great time talking to you and please go listen to her podcast. It is friends and lovers pod. It's so, so good. And make sure to follow her on Instagram at tks.library. If you want more book talk and book recommendations in general, you can follow me at the Bad Girls Book Club on Instagram. And if you like this episode, please give me a rating and review. We will wrap this episode up here. Thank you again to Taylor. And we'll see everyone next week. Remember, cool gals love reading. Bye.